Welcome to Now Share with Dr. Dave, streamed on grokshare.com and broadcasted on iTunes and Google Play. You are listening to episode number 49, featuring Kevin Castle, a managing partner at Technosis LLC. The topic is climbing the mountains and clearing the hurdles. Kevin is one of three founders of the company. The software landscape is very competitive and the entry into this market is much easier than other industries. All you need is a computer, a group of people willing to innovate and build relationships. The perspective offered by Kevin is his journey to launch a business, establish a brand, and give back to the local community. Kevin stated there are three takeaways that would help steer you in the right direction to deal with the challenges and to shape your thought processes. One, the discipline to be focused. Two, the ability to focus. And three, being able to constantly fall back on what your purpose is. Why are you doing this? I sat down with Kevin to learn more about his inspiration, challenges, discovery, and resilience. This interview is extracted from the Elastic Minds What Are You Thinking book. The book is available on Amazon.com as a Kindle or print. All right, so name Kevin Castle, gender male, uh, company organization, Technosis, job title, managing partner, role in the company, managing partner, uh, services or products provided, software consulting services, uh, current length in your position, seven years, total years of experience in your field, 15 years. Awesome. So here's the first question. What were some of your experiences that inspired you to start this business or work in this field? Yeah, so I'll answer that from the perspective of the business. One of the biggest drivers behind us taking the leap to start an organization, a brand, and start to build an organiz- uh, build the organization out was primarily building and making an impact. So we looked at making an impact from working with clients and working with the people on the team. And we tend to approach all of our decisions with that. It's fundamentally a human capital business. So everything you're working with is people, relationships, and as well as you know objectives, timelines, and that. But it really starts with people. And so part of it was just figuring out and driving you know, what type of impact we want to make with all those that we interact with and what do we want to stand for as we build the brand out. Those were primarily some of the inspiration of deciding to start. And part of it, too, was taking on ownership of a future destiny and being in an area where you are not sure how to how to do that was really interesting and fun. It's definitely appealing to to kind of ride that line. So in terms of challenges, if you could describe significant challenges experienced in your professional journey. I think the biggest challenges that we've that we've had to endure that I endured to kind of from a business perspective was this company was started without uh, we bootstrapped it from a capital perspective. So we started the company with no prior capital backing. It was all self-initiated, self-funded, and the three partners in the organization have always continued to be the sole funders of the organization. So I'd say the primary challenge was starting the business, creating a brand, building up people, defining your place in the market, standing for something, and then at the end of it, you also had the challenge of you know cash flow and keeping sure that we're raising the money. So I'd say that was one of the early challenges, and it became more challenging because 
you know, at that time I was building a family as well. So I had, you know, a lot of changing priorities, a lot of changing challenges that were going on. And so, um, I would say those are probably some of the biggest challenges. Other, other things that have evolved over the years of getting the business up and going is, you know, the, the impact of wearing multiple hats, you know, as you know, when you're building out something, you, you wear all hats and then over time you start to hand those hats out and, and you start to have to be comfortable with how you, how it's handed out and how people bring in their own views of doing certain thing and their own experiences. And so being comfortable with the dynamic and the shift of that as the organization grows from zero to a hundred plus, it just becomes very interesting, um, dealing with the, the, there's just a many different challenges that you'd face. So how did those experiences shape your thinking? I would say it created a strength of focus, discipline, and purpose, right? So from a discipline perspective, dealing with all those challenges, you really have to understand what is the make or break, right? What are you up against and how hard do you have to try and <clears throat> and how do you, how focused do you have to be to succeed? You tend to not be able to have a distraction. You tend to be extremely busy, but a lot of times is what you focus on that's the most important moment of the time. The decision of what to focus on tends to be the most important thing that you can focus. So I'd say the discipline to be focused, the ability to focus, and being able to constantly fall back on what's your purpose. Why are you doing this? And so I think those kind of all work together to help steer you in the right direction to deal with those challenges and to shape your thought process. Discovery. What techniques or practices did you apply to amplify opportunities or dampen adverse results? I recognize that this answer may be not a common answer, but from a dampening adverse effects, one of the things that I've done all along the way with my career and with getting the business going is I've always kept my family in the know. I've always kept my, my wife completely aware of what's going on. We've grown together. Her knowledge of the organization, people, clients, all that, it's grown. So we've shared that journey together. I think it's been fundamentally important because we're so grafted together and we have this life that we build together. It's created our ability to grow together, right? My wife was previously a neonatal nurse. When she came home and I came home from work, you know, when we first were early married, I learned a lot about what she's doing. She learned a lot about what I was doing. We had a genuine interest to kind of learn from each other. And we had a general mutual respect for what the other party did, whether it's, you know, saving little babies' lives when in a make or break situation or being responsible for people's income and, and family wellhood with the business, right? So there's always been that mutual respect. There's always been a genuine desire to learn from each other. And I feel that, you know, that's been a really important, important fact because it hasn't allowed to have, we haven't allowed for there to be a drift, right? So it's really easy to get caught up, especially when you've got three young children of saying, you know, I do this stuff and you do this stuff and, and not to interweave. And so staying heavily involved in both and keeping each other very in the loop in terms of business side, as well as all the family stuff has been instrumental because when it's tough, you need somebody to have your, be your backstop. And my wife has always been there for that. And I think that's somewhat of an odd answer of dealing with adversity or adverse effects of challenges, but it's been, you know, a big source for me. Yeah. What about amplifying opportunities? One of the biggest stances that I've taken is just to enjoy this, the journey, right? Journey of entrepreneurship, the journey of growing as a leader or trying to grow as a leader and um and running the company right the the areas that i'd say created the um, amplifying opportunities situation has been 
is how you perceive being in the in the market, right? Or being in the network around people. So I've always looked at situations of what can we do for others, regardless of if it's a business transaction or not. So I've participated in a lot of nonprofit groups or uh, company organizations like Vistage. And a lot of it's, you know, what can you give more than what can you get? And I feel like always looking at what you can give and being genuine about that. One, it feels really good. It has lasting impact for you, which you don't have to ask for. You, helping people generally gives back to you immediately, right? A good sense of gratification. And it always just and generally helps. So I think keeping that first and foremost has always been a way of, of opportunities have fallen out of just genuinely caring for people and trying to do the right thing, regardless of whether or not it does anything for you. And I think that has always created additional opportunities, whether it turns to a business transaction or not. That's not really, you know, the end goal, but it has helped in, in a lot of situations. What creative or innovative ideas allowed you to achieve your organization's or personal goals? Yeah, I'll be pretty loose in terms of using a creative approach or what I would say is creative. My approach to, to, to driving to goals has always been focusing on incremental improvement and building habits, right? So a lot of people that have been able to be successful in sports or or, or you know, gaining pr- personal excellence in a certain field has been the types of habits that they form, right? So when I was younger, I competed, you know, in surfing and in soccer, and a lot of it was how much did I practice, and a lot of things just fell out of it. So when I surfed competitively in surfing, I, my, my goal was I said I'm going to surf seven hours a day. So I checked the box every day, no matter what. Rain, shine, I was out in the water, and that's what I did. And so for me, the decision was I'm going to do that, because I'm competing and I have a goal and end of getting sponsored by a certain number of companies and doing, winning certain competitions. But it was the decision to, to, to have a day-by-day commitment that drove to three years later, you know, meeting all of those objectives that I had set out. So that's the only way I have ever known to drive towards success is to basically set daily, weekly habits that just move you forward without having to think about where you're headed, right? You can think about where you're headed by driving your daily and weekly behavior. And so a lot of that has been trying to create that discipline there. So, and there's an example that I was, when I was thinking about the question was, was referencing is, and we heard this in the training last week too, is there's a UK bicycle team that was in the Olympics and they became a dominant force in the Olympics. And, and the, coach for that team was all about trying to figure out what are the marginal improvements that they can make by changing uh, consistent behavior. And it was, you know, in in that space, it was, you know, it came back to really interesting things where they had certain behaviors that they changed that had effects for the whole team to win. And it was things like they traveled with their pillows and it caused them to not be sick more and they were able to sleep better on the road, which had an incremental improvement in their performance. So you know, a lot of it was like the habits that you form and the, how you look at making marginal improvements is where I found myself to, you know, look for creative ways to, to, to strive to move forward. It's a silly example, but <laughs> we can go into it more. But, but that's the one that, I, the, that, that came out of my mind when I was thinking about this question. So let's talk about resilience. So imagine that you are a fingernail away from achieving your dream and you ran out of resources. What would you do? You know, in this situation, I've always felt like failure is is an option, but it's not my option, right? So, 
you know, there's always timelines can always be adjusted. Focus can always be adjusted, but to, to repel from the gravity of the tug of giving up or being comfortable is what I've always tried to, to figure out how to stay away from. So in the situation where running out of resources and your dream is on the line, there's always going to be a way to make it happen. Right. And I think it's just who's not giving up and who's deal who can deal with the risk is, is really kind of the make or break. So, you know, I, I get that, you know, in the situation, a resource may be a limiting factor, but that's a point in time and it shouldn't change your mental focus or your determination. So describe a time when you had to demonstrate courage and tenacity in the face of obstacles. Much earlier in my, in my life and predecessing my uh, career starting. So in my family, um, I was the first person to go to college. And so the challenge of figuring out how to cut a path to college, whether it be financially or even just having the mindset to know what to do um, and to carry that on on my own was extremely difficult. So, uh, you know, there's definitely a, an advantage of going to college and figuring out what to do, how to afford it and how to pay for it and how to carve that path was something that was a really big challenge at a time when your brain's not fully developed as well. So, um, you know, I'd say that the obstacle of figuring out how am I going to solely pay for my education, how am I going to pick a major that's going to allow me to pay back this volume of student loan on my own, and figuring out how am I going to survive through that whole process while I'm not working or working part-time to fund all that was probably one of the bigger challenges that I think had a bigger lasting impact in my life because I look back, if I had not done that, what would have happened if I did that, which I did and overcame all of the incremental challenges that occurred along the way financially to be able to make that happen. That's probably one of the first examples of new challenge comes up, overcome. Challenge comes up, overcome all along that way, all the way to the extent of paying everything off as well. So so that's probably the best person example of, of the one of the earliest, biggest impactful challenges of having to overcome. But how did that make you resilient? It made me resilient from the perspective that it goes back to this the narrative which I just mentioned before of, you know, there was a goal end of sight. You do everything you can to achieve that goal. And no matter what came to be, whether tuition hikes or whatever it be, because at that time it was massive tuition hikes, um, you just continue to roll with it and make it happen. So I think that was a really early example at a very formative time in life of realizing that, you know, you do whatever it takes to make to make the goal. Once you make that goal, then you work backwards to figure out whatever you need to do to make it happen. And there's always a way. There's just a matter of time, effort, pain, whatever it is, you just make a way. So a lot of it is just the the rigor to not have that pull of gravity towards complacency or not doing or giving up, right? And so I'd say that this, for me, that was that was the first example. Um, that was a big example for me at the start of my uh, career as I started this track of, of getting educated for this role, uh, of being able to do that. Thank you so much for sharing with us um, your experiences in life and the growth of becoming a, one of the, what I call, elastic minds, to being able to grow. I mean, so thank you so much for your time and, and your knowledge. Of course, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks. Look for Nalshare with Dr. Dave on iTunes and Google Play. The Nalshare with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed on rockshare.com.
If you have questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nalshare. This podcast, an interview produced by Dr. Dave Cornelius, copyright 2018, Nalshare. Nalshare.